Last time on DMTK's Chef's Night. Our story begins in the cavernous Underdark. Can you can you please come with me? My name is Fridnik. The Oracle sent me for you. He opens up the paper and it says very clearly on there, a white knoll, one of many souls, a half-breed, a tortoise, and someone from the sea. How did you lose your legs? I fed him to me ship. I will have to meet your ship one day. He uh, pulls a bottle out of the inside of his jacket and he points to the ship inside the bottle. It's in there. It's a That's a very <laughs> tiny ship. You can't fit people on that. The feeling that you kind of get, get from it uh, leads you to believe that it might actually be a mimic in that bottle. A woman sitting behind a desk. And Baku says, oh, uh, Fridnik, you, you found them. It's been about 198 years since we all came down here. There's going to be a day that we need to go back above, and we think it's time. We need an initial scouting party, I guess we could say. Her head snaps back. You'll be led by the light of the feral moon, eyes of green and fur of red. But beware the shadow of the giant, the son of fire and thunder, for evil lurks in places you seek. So the next morning is here, and I guess you guys have one unified goal to head to the top of Heroes Hill. We all meet up at the tavern. There is this magic circle that is kind of covering uh, this entrance. So okay. over to one of the stones and puts her key in. Uh, so as you do that, all of the circles join to the one in the bottom and then open up and do a full door. In the middle of this, there are four people. They actually look like they're petrified, so they're stone. They're the same four heroes that were on that statue. You kick the paladin. The the petrification actually starts to crack. As that happens, you start to hear a laugh, and he's... <laughs> and he stops, and he's... Uh, what? Rutter will laugh seriously, just because. I was like, ha, 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 ha. Oh, I guess... I guess there's only enough for one of us to come back. And he says, I'm I'm Cog, by the way. I I work with these three, I guess, and we are responsible for for this. What are you guys doing? It's time to go back. This is a bit tough. He says, I gotta do this quick. And he just quickly slashes a hole in the barrier. Uh, and he says, that's about the last of the power that I've got left. I guess I have to go back to sleep. Once again, he petrifies. So the first thing that you guys notice in a bit of a field surrounded by forest. Are, are you yes. guys heading on the north path? Oh, God, the light! Well, Varys is actually blind in the daylight. So she pulls up a hood to kind of help protect her eyes. And her, she leans her head towards Taraxis and is listening to the clicking and hissing that he's making in her ear. Rudder looks up in the sky and says, Ah, this must be the moon I've always heard about. <laughs> Around you, as you kind of take stock of the area, there are globs of blackness here or there, but it looks like uh, a lot of it has started to subside. Uh, You hear two gruff voices kind of talking at each other, and one of them kind of says, Ugh, allergies. I didn't think, I didn't think dragons, I didn't think we could have allergies. You see a male and a female half-dragon. They are sitting by a campfire. They are armored to the scales. And there are five cages. Uh, Their scales have been blackened. uh, And they are giving off a dark smoke. I be lost in these woods. I be one of your kind. My name be Captain Rudder. Uh, The male's kind of like thinking about it. The female's like, "Uh uh-uh. No, no. No, he clearly is a turtle. Are you here to free these ones? There are five red tabaxi. 
what bee they taste like. What yeah. Do you, what do you do when you get to the cages? If possible, I'd like to start, like, busting open some locks. We're talking, like, a two-handed hammer. So he's going to, like, take that out, look at it, look back at Rudder. They hear that, that sound. They both turn around, Rudder, uh, and you start kind of, like, pulling them in. Well, there goes the encounter that I wanted. They both get sucked <laughs> into that ball. Fuck yes! Bessie, eat him. These half-dragons were shadow-bladed. You have- we may have to figure out what that does to Bessie. Oh no, I'm so sorry. Oh god. As Bessie is kind of like consuming these two, the tentacles that are like pushing them in- into her mouth start to get black and smoky. The tabaxi <laughs> that you kind of free, they all come out and they they look at you and they and they kind of bow, but they don't say anything. It's basically a gesture of thanks. And they start moving towards a section that has a lot of the Autumn Death kind of left over. And you hear all of all five of them just start humming, and they start casting Moonbeam, and it just destroys a line for them. Weren't there red cats in the vision? It is as Baku said. It is coming true. should follow them i agree yeah Maybe. all right uh so yeah they i they do a they do a line of one two three four the one in the front of the line kind of collapses hands together and a single beam that kind of encompasses their whole uh section even a little bit of you guys comes down and clears out even more uh, so it's kind of like a smaller four small beams that kind of clear the way and then a large one and you can tell that the last tabaxi in the front kind of means something to them. He's a he's a bit of a leader, uh, and he's a lot more powerful than the other four. These uh, sigils on their hoods, is it some sort of religious sigil? It is a druidic sigil. Can I roll history on that? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. My character has some memory of... Nope. <laughs> ah. Oh. Religion check or history? Uh, history. Uh, so Varys would recognize the sigil as the druidic circle of the feral moon. It is a strictly tabaxi druidic circle from the history books uh, and from maybe passed down history of, of the gnolls before uh, going down below. Uh, they would know that it was always red tabaxi. They were all druids, part of the circle of the moon. And they were kind of nomadic. They always, they always traveled. They showed up only exactly where they were needed. And most people just thought of them as legend, as myth. But here they are in front of you. So she shares this knowledge, just like I have read about them. They are true. They existed before. Hmm. Should we follow them? Yes. Um, yeah, one question. <laughs> uh, what's a moon? It be the thing shining in the sky right now. I think that... I- I don't know. Anyone else know that word? And Teddy looks at the rest of the group like, come on, somebody please. The moon comes out at night. It's a bright disc in the sky. There's a bright disc in the sky right now. But it is not always a disc. It wanes and waxes. He's just looking up at the sky. (laughs) Teddy's trying to stare at this sun. (laughs) But he keeps looking away. (laughs) He looks at it for a second, looks away, and goes, I don't think I can do that. that. How do you tell if it's waxing or waning if you can't even look at it? the sun. 
The sun is always. Well, you didn't tell me there were two different things. <laughs> Too much light up here. It's darker at night. You'll like the moon better, I'm sure. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell that oracle right now. Mm-mm. Surface not fit for habitation. Covered by burning light that <laughs> gets right up in your eyes all the time. No one should come here. It's terrible. You'll get used to it in yes. time. As you guys continue north, it is a lot of flatland. It looks there's there's sections that are you know that are green where the autumn death has kind of subsided uh, and pulled back. There are areas where it's still kind of there and and still kind of infecting things. Eventually you come across a small town that kind of where the road breaks, basically. To the north is the capital, the previous capital city of the Overland. And this small town is definitely covered. It is crawling with things that are kind of coming out of the ooze and taking a couple steps and then kind of dropping back into it and disappearing. But the outside of the town is clear. It's the same distance. You guys can explore the town or you can right out avoid it. It's your call. Where are the druids going? The druids are taking, are looking to go around basically. So so they don't even talk to us, right? They're all silent. They may talk if someone talks to them, but they haven't said anything. They just bowed and, as a thanks. And but surely they've noticed this following them. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But they they don't sense you guys as a danger. Do you know their language? You know you know who they are. Have you ever seen or spoken to one or anybody who has? I have never seen one. This is long, long before my time. But I can try and speak to them. But yeah, so she's gonna she's gonna try and common null deep speech and see if. They react to anything. The one in the direct in the center uh, kind of turns around and uh, and says, "Oh, uh, most of us don't don't speak common, so the rest of them won't talk to you." But uh, she says, "Our our leader in the front and myself, we definitely speak." Uh, is what, what would you like to know? What was how have you survived so long up here? She says, "The the moon blesses us with power. Uh, it also drives off uh, the death." And where are you going? We're we're headed. North, the the city needs us, I, or maybe the city needs you. I, we're not sure. Is, is this the same city that we're going to? Yeah. We've been asked to go to this city as well. Maybe we should travel together. And she says this this would probably be uh, be fortunate. We don't stay long in the places that we were meant to go. There's not a lot that we can do. Most of our power is made for traveling and to lead people, to guide people. We haven't had a lot of people to guide lately. Are there any other people left? Just you and the dragon people? To uh, to the west, in the small town of Surefoot, at the on the shores of the Cloud Sea, there are the demons. They're always tinkering with their toys and their and their technology. Uh, they they have managed to survive and along all these two hundred years that most people have been gone. As far as we know, we've only come across the dragons and the demons. What of Raquel? We've seen Raquel. Uh, we've been there. It it stands. It is not infected, oddly enough. But nobody lives there. Or, as far as we've last seen, nobody lives there. Uh, it has been quite some time. How odd. It was on the verge of total infection when I was there last. This is your home? Yes. It's where my graves reside. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and Ra- and Raquel is on a is is on the map. Yeah, it's uh, in the bottom left corner. In the yeah, bottom left corner on its own little island. Yeah, it was the first thing I looked for when he pulled the map up. 
I will have to worry about it at another time. Um, Rudder will just point in a random direction and just go and say, Aye, we be go that way. Uh, can I, like, twist Rudder by the shoulders and point him in the direction of the tabaxi? Yeah, you can. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that Um, way. (laughs) They bring you to the capital city. Uh, it is not anything massive, but it looks like it's in a bit of ruin. The main road leads directly to another similar building that you guys saw in Luxembourg. <laughs> the Council of Millennia have not changed their architectural style at all. So yeah, as you guys enter the capital city of Lokilum, the center path leads again directly to the government building. Uh, it is aligned by statues with opening arms welcoming you into the city. Uh, as you continue on to the path, you notice that there are sets of stairs on either side that lead up uh, into living quarters and into marketplaces. And it looks like the city has been pretty well trashed. There is junk, broken buildings here or there. But other than that, a lot of it seems to be well intact outside of the main drag and the one thing you do notice is again the government building this time actually has a relatively large person sitting on it legitimately using it as his seat uh Varys is gonna look at the tabaxi like do you know this man the the tabaxi says no he wasn't here the last time our circle came However, that was 75 to 100 years ago. Oh, that'd be a long time ago. We make our rounds around this continent, but we walk. We we have no other real mode of transportation, and it is slow. We have to rest often. How do we feel about giants? I've never met one before. I've never killed one before. I've never eaten one before. Then it's a day of first now, isn't it? You might be a nice person, and you want to eat him and kill him. Yes. The Oracle did mention giants. Let's just go to <laughs> we, we can go talk. If talk don't work, we kill weeds. Fine, fine, fine. Rudder could just run away if things go bad. Alondra will just walk, start walking towards the giant. Yeah, Rudder will follow. Begrudging. So as you guys get to the last set of statues with open arms, there is a long moan. Who comes to my city? I be Captain Rudder of the Sultry Mimic. Uh, I cast thaumaturgy on him to make his voice super loud. You may have heard of me. (laughs) (laughs) I have quite the reputation. Rudder. That's not a name I know. Well, you must be pretty unobservant then. Must be pretty stupid. Like myself. I'm pretty stupid Uh. myself. (laughs) 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 And he, he says, obviously... Do you know who I am? No, should I? I conjure my blade. Anyone who graces these lands knows of Bilsong, the son of the fire giant and the storm giant. Did you say your name's Bill's Mop? <laughs> Bilsong, and he's like starting to get agitated, and he's just getting agitated. One eye kind of starts to light up. You, you guys kind of see a flame come from one eye, and lightning crackling coming from his fingertips. And Teddy gets behind the closest statue. Uh, yeah, Rudder's just gonna be like, sorry I pestered you there. I'm just looking for a wee place to take a kip and take a little bite to eat. You know of a place. 
there is no places to eat here. You find your own food. And by the looks of it, food has just found me. Oh, I wouldn't try eating me. I'm quite sinewy and disease-ridden. We'll see who eats who. <laughs> uh, and and Billsong uh, isn't really too worried. He uh, goes to actually swoop down and grab Captain Rudder. So roll yeah, dex. Yeah. Uh, dex saving throw or just straight dex? Uh, roll a saving throw. Please, Rudder. Oh, that's a 14. Yeah. Hang on. I'm going to cast a spell. I am going to cast haste. And I'm going to cast it on Captain Rudder. And I'm also going to twin the spell and cast it on. So you both get haste. Um, what that means is you guys get double speed plus to, you, to your AC and advantage on deck saving throw, as well as gain an additional action each of your turns. Oh, I think I missed the other rule. Is it me? Penny and Captain. <gasps> yes! Okay, so Captain Rudder's going to be running 60 feet with two peg legs. Interesting. His AC is now 19. So does that mean I get to roll my deck save again? Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. And I'm a rogue, so that's awesome. All right, let's go. Uh, it's a 15. That's fine. Uh, and I know you guys have been waiting for this, so okay. roll for initiative. Oh, diggity. Sweet. Oh, Captain Rudder. I love him. We'll try to keep him alive. We're going to do our best. <laughs> you guys are faced with a 40-foot-tall giant. What are you going to do? So since I could, with the haste, I can do two attacks now. Just going to aim up at his two eyeballs and fire two crossbow bolts. So that is a 13 to hit, which yeah. is not a hit. Ah, piss! And he's going to try to shoot the other eyeball for, wow, an eight. Amazing. All Misses right. both. So those, uh, those bolts kind of hit his uh, the armor that he's wearing and kind of just okay. like, bounce off. Yeah, I'll use a uh, cutting action to take my bonus action to disengage and move. Run over here and see if I can hide in like this alley over here. So uh, Teddy is gonna pull out that same big ass hammer he was using before to smash cages. Uh, he is gonna just casually saunter up to one of the legs on this giant with his move action, and shout, "Always go for the knees." Uh, and is going to take, I guess, a grand total of three swings specifically targeted at the kneecap. All right. So uh, let's do that. Uh, that is a hit. Uh, that is actually, I believe, uh, a critical for me. Getting at third level for champion, your weapon attacks for a critical hit on a roll of 19 to 20. Sweet. All right. So, yeah, that's easy. So, so we are looking at nine plus four. <laughs> Four, so 13 on the first one, uh, but that's a critical. 26 on the first one. Uh, second one is a 19 to hit. 7, 11 for the second one, if that's a hit. And then the third okay. one will be so, 16 to hit. Uh, 16 does hit, so all three of them hit. Yeah, so the third one is going to be uh, keep that one, so it's going to be uh, 8 damage on the third one. And I'm going to take my action surge. And hit him again. That was a legitimate crit, yeah. Four, oh, that one is definitely a crit. And I gotta re-roll one of those d6s, because it's a two. So seven, eleven, twenty-two. Wham, 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 wham. Right in the knee. Big old grin on his big old half-trow face. <laughs> That's amazing. Three, five. Min-maxing. He actually drops to one knee. That was the goal. And he... He is angry. Oh, 
Uh, he Imagine lashes out um, at Teddy. I'm assuming. Oh yeah, 100. He he actually <laughs> reaches to his back. And okay. He in one fell swoop, he just brings down his sword out of sheath and Critical. into ground. It's gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he he hits you for a good old insta kill. I mean, I, I feel like I deserve it. Yeah, virtual dice. <laughs> 25. Oh, is that yeah. a uh, 25 is means the they rolled max damage onto the die. Uh, that's gonna hurt. That's gonna hurt a whole bunch. So he actually takes a rock. He sees that he uh, he did a decent uh, decent job, um, and he's gonna toss a rock uh, towards Salandra. Aww, take it. Take it. Uh, that is a nine to hit. <laughs> Oh, unfortunately, it sails over my head. Yeah. Uh, it sails over your head, and it hits uh, this trash pile nice behind shot. you guys. All right. Um, yeah, it was a really good one. Seeing Teddy get, like, smashed, I cast Beacon of Hope uh, on all of us. So that just means that you all have advantage on wisdom saves, on death saves. And if you get healed, you're going to regain the maximum number of hit points. And then as a bonus action, I'm going to heal a healing word, Teddy, for max damage. So at third level, that'll be 18 points of healing. Okay, Teddy feels way better. (laughs) So that puts me back up to 31. Also, just so you guys know, these areas here are uh, elevated. So you're looking at like 20 to 25 feet up in the air. Thank you kindly, (laughs) ma'am. Cenotaph so will run up. Uh, I will put my Hexblade's Curse on the giant uh, as a bonus action. Uh, that lasts for a minute. I gain a bunch of things when I fight him now. I gain a bonus damage roll for my proficiency. I crit on 19 or 20. If he dies, I get hit points back. Nice. So I will go up with my longsword, wield it with both hands. Oh, and when I cast my curse... Like a kind of a spirit starts circling around his head, and I will take my first attack. Uh, so that's a nineteen after the mod and everything. And then because I have thirsting blade, I get a second attack. So nice. I'm gonna take that, and it will be exact same thing again, <laughs> which is that is really weird. That's super interesting. We might have to look at how I set up my character sheet. Later. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Cause like, yeah, like, like yeah, so yeah, that's my two attacks. I'm gonna imagine this up. Boop, 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 boop. But at the second level, so I'm gonna do it. At the darkness, yes. Um, when I cast the second level, so I'm gonna hit with four darts. So let's roll a bunch of d fours. Isn't the max damage on one of those five? Pew, pew. Uh, it's one d four plus Christmas plus one. <laughs> or is, that, is that right, or am I missing? This should be right. All the damage, then. Yeah, I think it's right. So Captain Rudder is going to use his 60 feet of movement speed to come up here. That's about 10 feet. And then he's going to run 20 feet to Bill's mop. And with his subclass, though, he doesn't really need to do that. Because of his rackish audacity, it says, uh, you get any additional way to use your sneak attack. You don't need advantage on the attack roll to use your sneak attack against a creature if you're within 5 feet of it. Uh, and you don't have disadvantage on the attack roll. All their sneak attack rolls apply to you. So... But he's going to try to do something really stupid. Awesome. Uh, he's going to try to climb up the backside. Try to climb up the uh, leg of uh, Bill's mop, and like, if he can. Oh, I was going to do that, damn it! <laughs> what do you need to roll to climb up his leg? Uh, strength? 
strength uh, or oh, an athletics trick, I guess. Athletics. That's nineteen. Yeah, you you climb climbed his leg. All right, I'll say I'm like holding on to his waist then. Okay. Ish. With the rest of my movement speed, let's say that's the rest of my movement speed to climb up to his waist. Nice. And um, yeah, with my haste, I can make another action. So I will go with an attack with my cutlass this time. All right. And he's just gonna like try to stab it in his like belly button for a twenty-three to hit, and that's yeah. five piercing damage. Yep. Yes. And as you stab him, he's gonna be like, "How do you like that, you piece of shit?" <laughs> All right. I like it. I'm inside you now. <laughs> and yeah, that'll, be, uh, that'll be Captain Rudder's turn. Oh, wait, that's sneak attack damage, too. My bad. Yeah. Because of his. Uh, yeah, so that's a. How much is my sneak attack right now? Three, oh, my eight, God. Three, six. Oh, God. And that's 15 extra damage to that stab into his belly button. Good God. Challenge ratings. Made up numbers that mean nothing. Basically, yeah. I, I, remind me to tell you about the Planescape 3-5 game that I'm running. Challenge ratings are a joke. <laughs> Nothing makes sense. Left is right, up is down. Cats and dogs are friends. All right, Teddy. What do you, what do you got? All right. Oh, yeah, I got to come up with something to do next. Uh, sorry, to, apparently I was wrong. Christmas is not added to those. For the That's a, that sounded like a 3-5 thing. Minus some damage from me. No, we won't bother about minusing damage. We'll, Minus we'll fix it for the next time. 12 damage. Okay, I will fix it. Right. Carry on. Um, so, now that he's down on one kneecap, how how close, like, is his face to the ground? Like... Um, so, he's 40 feet tall. Uh, yeah. He's... How tall is the floor to my knee? Uh, I'd say he's... So, maybe, like, a third of his height? Yeah. he's 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 kneeling to about a third of his height. Okay, so it's a big ass two-handed maul, and if I just like overhanded whack a mold, tonged it like a bell, I could probably catch him like right on the side of the face. Right? Welcome back to Chef's Night. We hope you had a fantastic holiday season. I know we did. As always, thanks so much for listening. And if you want to keep up to date on everything DMTK. Chef Snyder otherwise, make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, and check out dmstestkitchen.com to find out more about what we're doing, get your hands on information about the systems we're playing, and more. If you'd like to help support us, visit dmstestkitchen.com and click the donate button, buy a shutout, or check out our merch store. We appreciate all kinds of support, little or small, but one of the best things that you can do for us is share us, tell people about us, and tweet about us using the DMTK hashtag. As always, we want to send out a big shout out to our cast that make this totally possible. You can follow myself and Kayla through our main channel, DM's Test Kitchen, and you can find the rest as follows. Jesse of DMs of Vancouver, Justin from Monsters and Monstrosities, Steve from Glasses Characters, and Andrew from The Basement Guild, all of which are great podcasts and we recommend you check them out. Links will be provided in the show notes. Like we said before, we will be opening up spots for this campaign after the first arc, so if you'd like to come and play, if you've got characters out there that you really want to use, reach out on social media or through the contact form at dmstestkitchen.com. The next episode of this arc will be January 17th, so stay tuned. Thanks again for listening. I'll let you get back to the main course. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, alright. In that case, then, uh, Teddy's action this turn will be 
turning around and using an athletic stick to climb on top of one of those big old uh, golfers. Manly bits. You do have haste, so you have two. Yeah. Okay. So then the first action will do nice. the climb, which is an unnatural it's, twenty. That's a climb. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I I scarper up on top of it. Let's go for yeah. The hammer's been serving me well so far. So <laughs> running leap, two handed smash downward. All right. Oh, natural Not great. Not great Maybe. at all. Mm-mm. Mm. Nah, that's not gonna do it. No. With uh, so yeah, he as you're as you're jumping off to to kind of slam into him. He he kind of lifts his yeah. head and he's using his, uh, his all of his movement to just kind of stand up, and you just kind of fly in front of his face, uh, and yeah. he's actually going to use his action to catch you um, with, the, with the back of his hand. Oh, great! Um, just just to slap yeah. you, yeah. Uh, and you fly, uh, I'd say about fifteen feet. So fall right in front of Varus, and you take. That was a good attempt, Teddy. You should aim for his manly bits. <laughs> Spit out some blood. Better lower to the ground. Move here and cast guiding bolt on the giant. Yes, that's forty-six. Uh, it's twenty-five to hit and twenty-four damage. Whew. He is actually he was already down below half life. Uh, he is he's in a bad in a bad next, way. And the next person to attack gets advantage on their attack as he is a light with a holy glow. Alright, uh, Cenotaph. Amazing. Ooh, uh, he is under my Hexblade's curse. I am now also gonna cast Hex on him, because those can stack. Um, I deal an extra 1d6 necrotic damage to him whenever I hit him with an attack. Nice. And he has disadvantage on, let's say, dexterity checks. Now I'm gonna attack him twice. 20 damage with the first attack. Okay. Is he still alive? Oh, he's still alive. Second attack. No, that's not going to be a hit. That's not going to hit, no. That's all right. Okay, that's my turn. All right, right. and I'm going to Thunderweave. Hit it like a (laughs) big guy. Do you tell the Cenotaph before you do that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sure, okay. (laughs) (laughs) You can direct it off of corners and stuff. What's the range? 15-foot cube? I wonder if I'm in the range. I feel like I oh, yeah, might I'm be in the, in the rain. Alright, so uh, all creatures are rain, which must, must make a con save. No, it's good, it's good. I think you're 15, in the range. 15, 15, We're now. here! Here we go, DC's I'm gonna fail that. Oh, damn it. Okay, gonna... <laughs> what, dude, I don't want you guys to so die. So that's eight to each of you guys, including... Uh, oh, you know what, I didn't even roll okay, for it. Okay, so, con yep. save? My health, keeps, my health keeps disappearing. <laughs> oh, and he makes it. I made it! Yeah, he's, he's a giant. giant. His constitution is probably through the flipping roof. How much damage was it? Yeah. Plus five! It's plus five! I mean, yeah. I made my 15, so... <laughs> Damn it! It's so loud! Can not fall off? Well, can I make a... That was a bad decision. See if I can actually stay hold, held on to the giant, or no? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I'll let that happen. <laughs> yeah, thunder damage. Those who got hit fall down. <laughs> Or so they get pushed back ten feet. So that's a twenty-five to stay held on. Oh yeah, yeah. You you hold on tight. He's just sealed. And you're up next. Yeah, he's just gonna scream. Okay. 
was like, this will be a great plan. He'll fall over and it will be easy for everyone to kill him. Instead, I just disabled the party. <laughs> uh, so since Rudder has maintained his balance, he's going to climb his full movement speed and grapple into... Yep. Or not grapple, but like hold on into the giant's beard. Okay. And he's just gonna so, and he's gonna look up at the at, up at the giant, and he's gonna say, "Remember this day that you almost beat Captain Archimedes Rudder." Make he's gonna make two stabs with sneak attack into his throat, basically. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna let you take advantage on that because you're you're right in there. There's no way he's uh, All right. without hurting himself. <laughs> okay, so yeah. here's the first one. That's a 24, 10 piercing yeah. damage, and the second one, oh, with sneak attack. So that'll be an additional six uh, damage. Okay. And then the second cutlass attack is gonna be natural 20, please. Uh, 22 to hit with four piercing damage and the sneak attack. Wait, is sneak attack on every attack or just one? Okay. Just one, I think, yeah. See, that's an additional four piercing damage as he like, does two stabs to just uh, one. Bill's mop's throat. Uh, and he, he starts gushing blood, but he's he's not dead. He's, he's bloodied, he's angry, uh, and he's definitely hurting. Excellent. All right. Uh... <laughs> Man, I already took that action surge. Um, so Teddy is, I guess he's going to take his action to mm-hmm. stand up, or his uh, movement to stand up. Uh, yeah, he oh, slept. You so. didn't fall down, you just got pushed uh, back. I just got pushed back. Okay, so I, yeah, let me do that then. Um, where are we talking? Yeah, you're back by the uh, I can make that, mm-hmm. right? I can get it. Yeah. I can get in there. So we're going to... The, the mall let me down last time, so I'm going to switch over to Greatsword uh, and just take a... Well, I should still have, what, three swings from haste? You get a weapon attack. Oh, okay, I see. Oh, you get two okay. sorry. Weapon. You're right. Yeah, you just don't get your extra attack on it. Gotcha. So, yeah, so it should be three. Yeah. So I do have extra attack for being a level five fighter, so it should be three swings. Yeah, yeah. that sounds right. Okay. Yeah. So that's number one. This is number two. That's not going to do it, probably. Um, and then number three. Yeah. Um, and I got to do one of those D6s on number three. So number three yeah, one should of... be at 12 damage for number three. Nice. Okay, so that is a total of 25? Yeah. Well, did the second one the second one hit? No. No, no so I didn't think so. Yeah, total of 25. Um, and then I'm going to use my bonus action to do a second win and get some health back. Uh, so that'll be... Well, it's, is, does that apply for the maximum healing from the... Um, Anytime you're healed, yep. You can. Yep, yep, yep. So that'll be 15. Cool. And that'll be my turn. All right. So Teddy, like, narratively, runs up, slashes the shit out of the other knee with the greatsword, and then, like, takes a big pull out of his flask before continuing to swing. Uh, okay, so Billsong actually... <laughs> He is not happy. Both of his eyes start to light up uh, with flame, and his hands start to crackle with lightning. And he just slaps them together, uh, just like a big old clap, thunderclap. Except <clears throat> it's more of a lightning strike. Good thing Everybody you're has to make a dexterity, uh, a dexterity check. Uh, save, sorry. Dexterity yeah. check or saving cool. throw. Four. Uh, Twenty. Nineteen. And that. Oh, I was still rolling advantage. My bad. I Three. I'll roll again. Four. Okay. So my reroll for um, next 30 sector was a 16. Yeah, Teddy would have uh, advantage too, wouldn't he? Or did he Where would I have that? it? Oh, that's right. I do have advantage from, from haste. haste. So right. let me just roll one more time. No, I didn't Oh, wait. Roll we do, have, we do have advantage for haste on yeah. saving throws? Yeah. On oh. tech saving throws. 
Okay, so another one. Okay, so three. Yeah, so yeah, I'm at a twenty. Natural one, so we're gonna go with a four. Okay, so uh, the cenotaph and Captain Rudder take five damage apiece. Uh, everybody else takes fifteen. Oh, thank God! All right, that is exactly how much I just healed, so that works out for me. Evened it all out. Yeah, and he is he oh, is bloody. We have to kill himself. him right now. So I need to do my. Oh yeah, I'm gonna need to do Okay. Nope. Yeah. So he is no longer. Was it hexed? He still is. Yeah, he's got the hexblade curse, right. but not the hex. Um, thing. Stay where I am. I'm gonna okay. cast second level healing word on Teddy, so I gives him 14. Hell yeah! And as a bonus action, I'll cast it again. I think the cenotaph needs it more, or rudder. Probably rudder's okay. He's taking a third damage. You can see his health bar. Oh, and rudder's taken, taken uh, nine damage. How much is rudder taken? <laughs> oh, okay. If y'all had not healed me, I would be dead by now. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll yeah, just heal Teddy again. Yeah, I mean, all right, back to full. Yeah, I don't know how to. I don't know how to track HP on this character sheet. Yeah, you can in your character sheet. There's a giant heart, and I'm just honestly, I haven't, right I haven't written down. That's, in that's front how of me. I do it when I play in Roll Twenty. So I thought it was just going to change. That's what I'm doing, but I can't find that. a way to like. Yeah, I just write. I'm, I'm just keeping track. Yeah, of that yeah and the heart is like a little one underneath that says an M. That's we put max in health. Oh, it's just a tiny little. They already put my max health. Oh, that is so damn clever. I see the little M. Oh yeah, I already did that. Yeah, I've been doing it right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've been doing it right. Cool. Really good. Uh, I'm doing it right. And that is my turn. I guess. No, I'm just gonna attack him twice. That seems like the best bet. Uh, Twice with the longsword. Eighteen. Is that a hit? Oh, it hits. Uh, So that's plus an additional three, so that'll be eight damage. All right. And my second attack. That's a crit. Ooh! Okay, so um, I have a very important question for you. Oh! Yes. How do you finish this big-ass giant? Yes! Teddy, you're also standing right beside it, right? Me? Yeah, fuck yeah. Do my first attack, and then I kind of jump kind of on and then off of you. Yes! It, it's on its knee, you. right? And I just drive my sword with two hands into his chest. Oh, yeah, I absolutely, I see you jump. I drop my sword and just, like, put my hands together and, like, toss you the fuck up. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Uh, It's important to note, and I didn't say this, but my sword is kind of ghostly and transparent because ghosts, who would have guessed? And because I killed him... And I actually get hit points back for it, too. But because I killed him, and it fits with my character, yeah, his soul kind of... You see it get pulled down and then just into me. Oh. I like it. That's perfect. <laughs> Rudder is still holding so, Oh, and hey, I'm at max hit points. Exactly. Uh, so <laughs> as you finish off the giant and pull his soul out and make him his soul part of the Legion within you... Uh, yep. His uh, his body drops to the ground, uh, and black inky ooze spills from his fingertips and just kind of dissipates into the ground. And his body starts to crackle 
uh, like lightning, and then lights on fire, and it's instantly Nash. Uh, I'm so attached to it. <laughs> Roll a dex. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Yeah. One sec. How close is he to me at this point? Because I'm in the guy's chest. Yeah, I was. I kind of expected that you probably, as you were pulling it. But can I cast a spell instead? Yes, yes you can. I'm going to cast Thunderstep. Okay. So I'll oh. grab uh, Rudder. Yep. And I will teleport away with a giant boom of thunder. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, badass. That's and sweet. yeah, the only problem is that everyone within ten feet. How far up would you say we were? Uh, yeah, the beard is I'd where say, I was. <clears throat> he was at a third of his height, so like fifteen yeah. feet ish. Okay, so everybody's not within ten feet of us, right? No. Okay, yeah, so it goes off with a giant thunderclap, <laughs> and uh, we are teleported not by his body. Much probably okay. goodly way up the Much road. Much better executed than what I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Can Teddy just take like your good old standard five-foot step as he drops? <laughs> <laughs> and the last thing that you guys see is... Um... That's it. Uh <laughs> Something something falls out of the inside of his armor, and it is a letter. Get it before it lights on fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can I yoink that out of the air before it burns up and I step away? Yeah, absolutely. Great, yeah. yoink. What is? It? I mean, I'm gonna like step, maybe like turn around so I can read the letter in the light of his burning fire body. <laughs> okay. <All right. laughs> uh, so it looks like the note is signed from Ulthar. Uh, one of the council members that you actually saw earlier, t- uh, and it is penned to Valexen, uh sorry, Vaxellen, um, mm. the other council member that you saw. T- um, and it reads, Vaxellen, this is a dangerous game we're playing. I know we're only a few years into this new government, but this kind of thing topples organizations. This isn't what we stand for, so why are we going against everything we fought for just to push our acceptance numbers? Remember when the demons warned us of the plague? Remember when we cowered in fear and they told us not to worry? That they had us covered? This is what we are telling the people of five nations, and we've got them covered. We don't need to resort to tactics like this. In five years, people will accept us. In ten years, it'll become habit. Fifty will always have been here. We don't need to pull the plague from the demons. This isn't something we need to do. Please reconsider. Signed, Ulthar. (laughs) 